Inside this room, all of my dreams become realities. And some of my realities become dreams. What about my dreams? Edith, I told you I can't build your candy house. It will fall down. The sun will melt the candy. It won't work. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. Episode 183. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Hey, my three year old thinks poo is funny, but until tonight, we hadn't met. Dennis Poo in the house. And yeah, it is good to meet Dennis. You yeah. said Poo. <laughs> yeah, Dennis, mm-hmm. listener Dennis Poo. Now, Dennis, welcome. How are you? I'm welcome doing indeed. Good. Thanks. It's Thanks nice for uh, 80s junkie. That's right. Have you signed okay. up for our new forum? Forum? I think so, yeah, yeah. Forum. I, I commented forum on the. Uh, forum for That's right. Forum for you. The True That's Blood right. episode. Yeah, okay. Legion of Excellent. Dudes. I haven't no, heard of There have been one lots yet. of people Sorry. that have signed up for Forum for Geeks, but haven't posted. It takes time. I guess. It takes time. Well, hey, I I read it quite often and rarely post just because I'm You're a lurker. I I'm too important. I, I think that's the uh, I mm-hmm. think that's the term, lurk. Lurker. Yeah. So Dennis that's uh, fantastic. used to live down south and then he moved up here to our neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. He found some lovely filth up here. So what welcome uh-huh. to Dallas. You and your family, right? Oh, welcome. Welcome back to Dallas. I I I was born and raised in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Lived Excellent. In, yeah. So uh, we moved down to Austin for about five years and came back up. Where were you? Where okay. did you grow up? In in Plano area. Uh, n- my parents they they moved to Plano uh, when I went to college, but I actually grew up in Carrollton. Oh, okay. Oh, the Mean Streets of Carrollton. You and Robbie Van Winkle, the one only <laughs> Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Did you know him growing up? What's funny? <laughs> is, what's funny is that my wife hung out with his posse. Really? Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. That is interesting. She 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 tells me that she she heard some of the 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 demo tapes before wow. they came out. Yeah. That's now, awesome. What he, a brush with greatness. And he and uh, the rough streets of Carrollton. He yeah. had a, he had a rough uh, he had a rough upbringing. Yeah, he did, oh, yeah. man. I mean, Carrollton is known for uh, taco stands and warehouses. And, yeah, and Halliburton. Yeah, it's nothing but hoodies. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, and Babe's fried chicken. Really? Yeah, there's a baked fried chicken there. There's a Dairy Queen over there, too, that makes a mean bacon burger. No cheese. Dairy Queen. <laughs> this takes me back. That's all it deserves. Okay. I guess we're done with that. Okay. So, That's um, fantastic. How about, is it really Van Winkle? Robbie Van Winkle. I guess. Yes. What's well, like, uh, what's uh, uh, Mr. T's name? Uh, Baracus. Mr. Close. Close. Oh, sounds like there's a, a propeller plane kind of just hovering <laughs> like nearby. A, like a kind of it is. Yeah. We got a fan in here. We got some air. Is this, can we EQ this out? Is I'll that okay? What, can we do that? Tell you what, Bill, if you're looking at information, Brad, why don't you tell us who we're sponsored mm-hmm. by? We can get that out of the way. Oh, no. I'm not looking oh, for okay. anything in particular. I thought you were about I'm to just, tell us something. No. So, uh-huh. Who are we sponsored by, Brad? Maybe I should, though. This episode is sponsored by, can you guess? It's going to be comic book you want me, Okay. Uh, that's what I was going to guess. Dot com. My second and, choice was in stock trades. And Dennis's mother. We appreciate Aww. We appreciate the, the service that she performed birthing Dennis so he could be with us tonight. The new previews came out today as we're recording this. Really? Yes. And how often do those come out? Once a month. Well, that tells you how well, often yeah, I read those I, things. I the, it's almost like Bill wasn't listening, and he just no. needed to, like, no, oh, you, you that's said, good. How long does that come no, out? You said the new previews <laughs> comes out. I know. it. It's like looking at the Sears catalog, but yeah. I never get one, so yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you're missing out. You know well, how much fun the Sears catalog is. You know what I don't is. like? I don't like, get, I don't like spoilers, which is crazy. And this is crazy. But uh, you know what? Yeah, the, the spoiler thing is something I try to avoid, and when you're looking at previews for comics coming out in three or four months, you're going to you know? forget about it. 
That's a good point. I mean, you will yeah. forget about it. I have a lot going on, so... Oh, yeah. uh, I do. I right. look at it, and then I read it, and go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you read it, and then you do a bunch of drinking. Wow. And blackout and you don't remember anything about that night before it's it's like superboy going into the 30th century and then saturn girls post-hypnotic suggestion takes uh, control of him and when he gets back to the present his memories are fuzzy but pleasant Le- that was spelled out explicitly that's uh, that's another legion why is brad brad's rowing his temples another legion factoid brought to you by there you go the that's what i was trying to think of <laughs> i just you know you can get the legion at DCBS, I'll bet. Why pay full price for your comics when you can get them for, uh, you know, dude, 40% sign off? Okay, if you sign up 50. now. now, now Issue Dennis, 3 of Legion of Superheroes you, just came out. Do you, are, are, do you use previews? Do you use DCBS? It's okay if you don't. We won't We won't rag on you. It's okay. You can be honest. Yeah, they've already ragged on me, so you're, you're I, I was I was a customer for a long time. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I just... I only buy like a couple comics a month, so I, I give my business to LCS. Okay. Yeah, when you buy a lot... You know, DCB service is the way to go. If you buy two or three, yeah, you're better off just going to the store. Yeah, yeah. So, but man, yeah, if you uh, if you love your comic, if you love your your books, if you like to read your stories, then uh, yeah, oh, yeah. DCBS is for you. Old woman, it's time for my story. That's DCB right. DCBService.com. Uh, there's a new Wolverine number one. Like we need another Wolverine number one. Yes. Yes, uh, well, we do. That's exactly right. But we don't. That's the whole thing. And I'm you sorry. Get it were for, you being? You were being facetious. Yeah, you can okay. get it for seventy-five uh, percent off, and it's only a dollar. I think. Let me check this again, real That's quick. That's awesome. I'm waiting for the rotating gift to go back to the Wolverine. Okay. Part. There's Vampirella. Uh, there's Century. There's fifty. No, I thought Century passed yeah, away. Seventy-five percent. That was Serenity. Oh. Seventy-five. Seventy-five percent off. DCBService.com. Interesting. No, I don't want to derail the show, but Bill did get a new phone today. Hey, you want to look at that? Oh, that's pretty awesome. Hey, you want to hear a couple of a uh, couple of tidbits about uh, Robbie Manwinkle? Oh, he, he was born. This is what happens when we start? He was born on something. Halloween in the year nineteen and sixty-seven. Never had a chance, did he? Wait, no. He, born in he was born in Dallas him? and raised in Texas and South Florida. So when he refers to the mean streets that he grew up on, maybe he's referring to the mean streets of South Florida. Okay. Who knows? Uh, his uh, debut album, uh, I think this is funny, uh, released through Ichiban Records. Brad just and there's nothing dip. funny about the word Ichiban. It just feels good off the tongue, and it makes me want to hear Ichiban, okay. frankly. <laughs> but uh, he signed a contract with SBK Records, which uh, released a reformatted version of the album under the okay. title to the extreme. Thank you. Now, yeah. now, now I'm is... almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> it says here he later regretted his business arrangements with SBK, SBK which had paid him to adopt a more commercial appearance than it published fabricated biographical information without his knowledge okay. so the mystery is starting to clear up here and almost done one more sentence <laughs> what are you talking about man after surviving a suicide attempt by drug od uh van winkles inspired to change his musical style and lifestyle uh later albums uh included hard to swallow bipolar and platinum underground and had a less mainstream rock oriented sound and did not chart okay dun, 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 so so go <laughs> go away. So uh, it's it's good that uh, that your uh, your sister hung out with him when the times are good, because uh, now he's totally different. He's like all sleeved and tatted up now, and you know. Sage has a wonderful new haircut. Yeah, look awesome at the center of the room. Hair was Come here, Sage. Come here. Sage is shy because Sarge, we have a new man Sarge, in the building. Sarge, 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 Sarge. He's like showing off or something, which is interesting. He's Sage shy. got a mohawk. Yes. Whose idea was that? A little blonde mohawk. Oh, that's it's professor's probably, idea. Yeah, it's totally. more like a lohawk. It's not a full mohawk. Well, I mean, you could. But put it's some, a good-looking mohawk. I, I we haven't put product in it yet. Oh God! But uh, I don't know. A few days ago, I had just washed my hands, so my hands were kind of wet, and so I said, "Come here, dude." And then I kind of wet his hair up, and it's stuck. And okay, it's pretty cute, when he, man. When he first got it, was it like totally bald on the sides? No, nah, it was like the like a one guard, you know, oh, okay. like a no peach guard, fuzz? one guard kind of thing. Exactly, peach fuzz. Now, now, not shaved. Dennis is a three year old, right? Three year old boy. Yeah, he the, just he just had his birthday last weekend. No so, way! What'd you get him? Yeah. Wow, cool. What, what'd he get? What was the big What was the big deal? Did he get cake. Uh, he got a magna doodle. Okay, magna doodle. Yes, those are those are tremendous. Doodles. Lots of hey. cake. And we took oh, him to uh, quick, like Rainforest Cafe. What is that? Oh, Rainforest yeah, Cafe yeah. is awesome. Out there at, um, 
Yeah, out there next to the uh, Bass, Bass Pro Shops. outlet yes. mall. Mom is giving him the mohawk. <laughs> putting some product in. That's awesome. <laughs> the professor's in the house. Professor, how are you? Hello. I'm good. Now, you know, rehearsal got canceled tonight, right? Yes. Thank goodness. Wait, what? Oh, togas? She's got 80 minutes to sew four togas. It's what pretty for? easy math, really. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. See? Told you. Get some product. And Wait, what, what are the togas? Sage. Sage. Um, what are the togas? Show, and I'm doing, I've got stuff in my hands. I'm doing a show, uh, Medea, Antigone, and Comedy of Airs. Sage, look at me. And it's all sort of, you know, Can I take your picture? Wearing. And so I'm making four togas for the show. I've already made, like, four tunics and two coats and a... Can anyway, I take the I'm picture, Sage? Costumes. And someone's coming over in an hour and a half to pick up the togas because they have to take pictures tomorrow. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so you're doing wardrobe. Yeah. Can I take okay. the picture? I'm acting, too. I'm Medea. Oh, you're Medea? She is Medea. Tyler Perry's Medea? Yeah, Tyler no, Perry. it's not Tyler Perry's Medea. So she's going to be a woman dressed as a man dressed as a woman. No, that's Victor Victoria. No, that's uh, Michael Lawrence's, or that's Bob Lawrence. That's a, what's, okay. that, what's that guy's name who Who's got like, all crazy and he played Big Mama? Michael, Michael Lawrence, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He he did uh, he did reside in Big Mama's house. Oh, twice, yeah, the one where uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, Martin, dressed like an old woman, you know, but he's a cop. He's not an old woman, he's a cop. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it was my job to keep keep us on track. Uh, do you want to say anything else out there? About, we appreciate but before it. we go that, um, Dennis, do you want to tell us, tell what the listeners, what it's like to be among... Um, your favorite podcast? Or your fa- is this your favorite podcast, or are we, we don't in the wanna, top ten? We don't want to. Favorite podcast? Uh, I will say, in all, in all honestly, this is the first one I, I listen to every week. <gasps> even even the at the sides? Uh, they, put, they put theirs out very kind of irregularly. Okay. Who's that? Okay. That is the guys who. Um, what, did you, what was the name? What did you uh, say? The Hat the Sides, right? Yeah. Which is a genius concept. Oh, yeah. You tell me about this. It's the, it's the guys who. Uh, panelologists at work. Who they throw topics in a hat? They choose a they choose yeah. a topic, and okay. that's what they talk about. I think they hijacked <laughs> your your original concept of this podcast. Oh, okay, <laughs> about getting about getting <laughs> off track. Yeah, and they they strictly time it at 30, 30 minutes. Oh, really? That is a total rip off of our show. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, uh, dear panelists at work. All right, so besides, how dare you? I'm I will consider making a citizen's arrest on them. How dare you? I don't know where they. I don't know where they. they do their podcast. But I need to find Dear it. panelologist at work. You can still How just dare you <laughs> use a thirty-minute format when we invented it? Sincerely, Frank Rincon. And we perfected yes, it too. I like your show a lot. Well, you guys perfected it. I haven't figured out the thirty-minute format uh, yet. Uh, panelologist at work, funny show. Uh, the hat, the sides, funny show. Those guys are great. Okay, so my butt there. So we're here to talk about <laughs> the movie Inception. You know, I went to the theater th- thinking it was called Conception. Was I disappointed? Wow! I thought we were going to see all that business. Right. You get to show your ID at the door and all that. It's like here's my <laughs> I idea. Like, I, said, I was sitting I don't there really popcorn thing. All right, here we go. You mean this isn't R-rated? <laughs> I thought. No, no. Here's my license. I want the R. Can I? Did what you do you ask mean Inception? Able- I heard. Wait a second. Yeah. And I'll pay extra for the unrated version. So, Inception is the new Christopher Nolan movie. Everybody's raving about it. Yes. And it, um, I had heard a lot about it, saw the trailers, wanted to see it. Yeah. But then I started hearing people talk about it, and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be smart enough to enjoy this movie. Well, we went and saw it the second weekend, right? Yes. It had been out for exactly one week at that point. Yes. Okay. Yes, Brad I think I, I saw it either. I think I saw it Monday, the Monday after it came out, the Monday okay. Tuesday after it came out. Yeah. When did you see it? Dennis? I just saw it yesterday. Yesterday. That's yeah. excellent. Maybe you can explain it to me. So then. it's still fresh in your mind. Uh, I t- also took notes, so yeah. Did you? Sweet. While you were in the theater? No, no. <laughs> in this scene, okay. Giant mirrors, Bill. One word answer. Mm. Good can luck with that. that. Did you like this movie? Yes. Dennis? It's okay. Frank? Okay. And Amy, the girl, was going to be here tonight, mm-hmm. and uh, her answer would have been, not really. Okay. She told That's me two she, words, though. That's cheating. So, I guess, okay. She it's okay, said, one word. I, I think she might have said, no. I think it's a phrase. Yeah. Uh, I'll, like I'll, if you I'll, said I'll, ASAP or something, <laughs> you know, which wouldn't make much sense, I, I will, it would count as one. I will yeah. say this much. You know, I'm glad I saw it. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. 
Will I own the DVD? No. Will I go see it again? Nah. You know, if it comes on cable and yeah. there ain't nothing else on TV, yeah, sure, maybe I'll watch it. I'll preface. If I never see it again? Mm, I'll preface uh, my entire participation you know, in this um, in this discussion by saying that I went to the theater with Bill, and about the hour mark, right before the halfway mark, I got up and left. So I didn't see the whole movie. Okay. Uh, I was bored stiff. Yeah. And uh, it turns out I was too smart for the movie because I understood everything that was happening. Okay. But I was extremely bored. Extremely. Wow. I turned to okay. Bill and I said, dude, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm so over this movie. I'm going home. He was like, what's wrong? I said, nothing. I'm just bored. <laughs> Yeah, really? I, it was surprising, man. I figured you were getting up to... I mean, it's a long movie. Diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> I figured I Brad was getting up to take care of some... Diarrhea. Undefined nope. call of nature, but uh, no, he... Uh, um, no, I thought maybe he just... go home maybe he just want, Maybe he just wanted home field advantage for your constitutional. You know, there, there were a couple now, things... I have no problem going anywhere. Okay, fair enough. I, I can when the need arises, but, but you know... When possible, I do prefer home court advantage. Oh, home court Absolutely. advantage. Absolutely. I mean, we're, you know, there's nothing better. We're talking about pooping, by the for way. Those of you, um, <laughs> for those of you playing at home, I left. Where do you go, Potty? <laughs> I left. Uh, go. How much time we got left this episode? You got 15 minutes calling. I'm. We got 18 minutes. We're keeping it at 30-ish. I left after they met the chemist. And I, I was like, okay, we're about an hour in. What part was that? That's the thing that that movie. Um, you're literally trying so hard to keep all these juggled balls in the air. Mentally. I, I didn't now to be honest, uh, and I'm not you know. Oh, I'm super smart. I didn't think it was that complicated. No, I, mean, but I, thought, it, it, I thought it was. It did I, seem I thought like it was a, surprisingly straightforward. It was a bit of a workout for me. I thought just because you know you're having to re remind yourself every time you flash from you know the third rock from the sun dude to the aviator, you know, <laughs> and back to. Uh, By the way, third rock from the sun mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. I like his style. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, by I've the always way. liked him. I, I mean, yeah. uh, the the way he dressed, he was really good and stuff. And I, I know it's going to sound all kind of like, yeah. But uh, I thought I like the suit, man. I like the the slick back. It looks cool. Well, man. I, I, I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted later, uh, just after the movie was over, and uh, uh, said uh, that Brad did miss um, a part of the movie that was far less boring, but uh, how much sense it made. I guess is open to interpretation. Um, I mean, I thought it made pretty decent sense. I, I frankly, uh, I mean, I don't know if we're going to go scene by scene through this thing. Um, um, I mean, I, I don't think we, I don't, I don't think, think we need, we to. need to. No, but um, are there going to be spoilers in this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. totally about at the spoiler. end, you don't know. Uh, at at the end, you kind of, you're you're left to your own devices. Whether whether you think he's dreaming and or not. That's that's a thing that got me. It's it just seemed like a real cop out to give you that. Basically, horror movie ending. Okay, let's let's um, let's kind of let's get Dennis Pooh's Pooh's interpretation just a little bit about it, since he's our guest. So Dennis, and since he's Pooh. fresh. <laughs> so Dennis, overall, you know, overall feeling. Oh, thank you. Overall, what were your feelings about the movie? I think it. I think it was pretty pretty interesting to watch. Um, um, overall, I liked it, and I'm <laughs> glad I saw it. Yeah, but I can I can definitely see. Uh, at least in my point of view, that there is some kind of disjoint dis- disjointedness in mm-hmm. the movie because there's, there's it's it's actually kind of two two types of movies. One's the yeah. heist, yeah, it's kind of a heist movie, yes, yeah. heist formula type movie, yeah. And then there's sci-fi elements, right? And that's a great way to describe it. Two, I just don't think the two parts meshed. Okay, that that makes perfect sense because I, I thought to myself, you know, about a little after Brad left and the action was really starting to heat up, it's like this is basically just a heist movie yeah. you know um it's just I mean, a crime, it's got a lot of crime movie right it's yeah. yeah it's got a lot of um you know a lot of extra trappings you know um but uh but all in all it's just it's just a heist movie which i thought was interesting i did i had no idea what the movie was going to be about beyond seeing the couple of previews yeah so you know and the previews are intentionally confusing so you know i i went in unspoiled which is my my desire now i did i um I do like what they ended up doing, which for Brad, just really briefly. Yes. Um, a businessman wants to implant an idea in a competitor that he will clo- that he will 
uh, to solve his business. That's yeah. that's what they wanted. Right, I, and I I, I got okay. that much from what I saw. So so they realized that the only way they can do this is do it. I think is it four levels? They have they to went three. three three levels deep. And so they, they have one to do more it. that was unplanned. I think. Yeah. Okay. So there were. Um, <laughs> Sage is climbing me like monkey yes, bars, yes. which I don't mind. Jungle but, Jim Frank. But so there's, they, have to, they figure out the only way they can do it is a dream within a dream within a dream. That third dream and the implanted image, I thought, of the windmill, I really did like that. I yeah, did, I, thought that, I thought that was clever. And, and Brad, what happened was, since you didn't see it, was early in the movie you see a photo of the competitor and his father, and there's a photo of him holding a pinwheel. Yeah. The message that they, the, the last word that the father said to the son before he died was disappointed. Okay. So that really hurt the son. Well, in the dream, within the dream, within the dream, what they had the father actually say was, I'm disappointed you tried to be like me. Mm. And when they open the, and when he opens the safe, I don't know if you saw that part, but the whole thing about going into the safe, uh, he pulls out the pinwheel that his father has been holding on to for years that's in that picture. So you get the impression that the father just loved him so much and loved his son and didn't want him to be. That was the idea they implanted in the son. So the son was going to this. Uh, this <laughs> Sage is having a good time with us. It's part of the charm of the show. Yeah. Part, part yeah. Of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a feature. That part, Brad, I thought was very heartwarming <laughs> and very sweet. And I thought that, that that worked very well, Dennis. Yeah, in the in the movie, I, I thought it was I thought you know, I thought it was a clever. Um, but uh, if I kept thinking about it, then well, that you know what that reminds me of is the bit at the in the season finale of Lost in season five when Julia Juliet says it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, you think she means one thing, but then when we find out later in the in the series finale that. The the it worked was her in the in the sideways timeline mm-hmm. saying it worked. You know when you kicked the machine it, or oh. you unplugged it and plugged it back in, it worked. It yeah. fixed it. So it's kind of is it kind of the same type of deal? You think it's one thing, but then it's really something else. I hadn't seen Lost. Well, okay, it, no. it's not. It's you know I I don't want to use the word contrived because that's not the right word, but it's not as involved. It's it's. You know, the Inception's a pretty straightforward movie. There's just a lot of layers layers through it. It's like eating, you know, a, a pizza. There's pepperoni and then there's cheese, and, and then you eat all together, and it seems confusing, but it's really just all these layers that you can work through very, very easily. Was there any part of the first hour that took place in what you would call the real world, or was that all of it dreams inside oh, no. dreams inside no. dreams? Or no, yeah, yeah, and and they would establish. So, they were the very answer? good. Was it all dreams, or was any of the first hour in the real world? Uh, well, it was both. The, okay. The, the okay. very the very beginning, the old man, the old Chinese man who, who yeah. says you, that's a dream. But then they get out of that dream. I thought that was still a dream. I think when they, they were on the train. That was a dream within a dream. When they were on the train? Yeah. yeah. I think that was the real world. Train okay. was the, yeah, train was the real world. Okay. And that's established pretty pretty clearly throughout. I, I, okay. The only doubt that's left in you, and, and this is a huge spoiler about the ending, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio finally gets his wish, and he gets to go back to the United States to see his kids without being char- without being arrested because he was accused of murdering his wife. He he sees his children. He spins his top, which is his key to know what where they call he's dreaming. It? What or they not. call it? Totem. His, totem. Totem. Yeah. Totem. Yeah. He Very runs to his kids. He runs to his kids and hugs them. The top is still going, but a couple frames for it cuts. It does a little wobble. Okay. So now you're left with, the audience is left with, did he dream or did he not dream? Is this a dream or is it not dream? And I think that the filmmaker, I think Christopher Nolan, gave you two answers whether, and you choose the one you want. Because the kids looked exactly the same as they did throughout all of his memories, which would leave you to believe mm-hmm. it's a dream. Because, right, the kids looked, looked alike. Every, every time he saw the image of his kids back, it was always the same. But the fact that they give you that scene where the top wobbles allows you to, gives you the doubt. Okay, that's that's what was getting me. Um, what did the totem falling over on the table mean? Because not everybody's totem is a top, right? So I, you know, I'm sure that the movie told me the answer, and I just wasn't listening or didn't get it. So 
the the to- I think I think basically the totem will act in a in a real physical world the way it okay. should, no matter what that is, right. no matter how it feels and stuff like that. But in a dream world, it could do something else. In a dream world, I think you program it to do something it's not supposed to do, which okay. I think in the case of the top was it never stops spinning. So in the dream world, it never stops spinning is what right. you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. But how does that jive? Because, you know, people had radically different totems. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know if that was just unique to DiCaprio, his character, or uh, or how that was supposed to be working. Bad writing. Bad writing. <laughs> really? Okay. I'm going to say that. Because, I mean, it was something, it, it seemed really interesting, you know, what Nolan was trying to do. I mean, he was trying to challenge the audience, I think. And to that extent, I mean, it, it, it certainly worked. Um, but um, sorry, I'm a little distracted. Oh, you've got his mic. Okay, all right. Yeah, you've got his mic down. Okay. No, it seemed very much. Uh, I, I appreciated the fact that uh, Christopher Nolan was trying to make you think, and it kind of uh, it kind of irked me that uh, that it felt like a bit of a cop out at the end. You're just like, you know, why are you taking the easy way out of? Oh, what do you think it meant? It's like no. Decide something, filmmaker. Well, I, I wasn't sure if yeah. he actually meant it to be that ambiguous because I've seen other okay. movies where they have, they have like a stylistic kind of clever, cutesy ending. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just kind of thematic, but it doesn't. It's not one that the director actually intends you to think too much about. Right. You know what I mean? I can't think of anything uh, examples that come to mind, but it seems like I've seen that, <clears throat> seen that technique. Well, it's the, it's the horror movie trope of, you know, oh, you think everything's over, but I've got one last surprise for you right for the credits roll. <laughs> it's um, Sopranos. That's what happened to Sopranos. Very good point. That's probably the, the last, Very ex- good good last good example. Was this song in the credits when the movie ended? <laughs> no. It should have <laughs> been. they ran in slow motion. <laughs> it should have been. That would have been awesome. Uh, I, I would say that the first hour was pretty boring. Second hour, it did get a little better, but it's, it's not going to change the world, Brad. I mean, I, I wouldn't say you're missing anything. Okay. I think it's, I wonder how much, uh, shall I assume there was a, a, an unlimited budget on this thing? I mean, was Nolan just given the moon for this? It looked pretty big budget to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, the special effects I saw were pretty amazing. They looked, they looked nice. I mean, yeah, I, they, they did go to a level, Brad, to where when they could do practical, as opposed to CG, right. they, they did. They, yeah. The real world, there's a clip out there of one of the sets that's on a big wheel the hallway yes. that just yes. rotates. Mm-hmm. That's how they did it. Yeah, that's <coughs> they that's did that back in elect, uh, electric uh, break into electric yeah. boogaloo. Yeah, right. Yes. That guy goes all across. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. same thing. But th- I and thought that's that was lost now because it's wire work or CG. Yeah, that green was a screen. really that was a really cool feature of that movie. Um, Sage, stop pounding, buddy. You know, if you break that, you're gonna have I'm, to buy it. You yeah, break it, you yeah. buy it. Um, it was awesome how practical everything was. It, it felt like. Uh, um, I remember John Favreau said when he was uh, making, um, uh, 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 gosh, what was that uh, silly movie? Um, Iron Man? No, was there, uh, Iron Zara, Man Two? Not. I keep wanting to say Zarathustra. Elf. And that's clearly Zathura. Zathura. Thank you. No, Zathura. Whatever. Because in Zathura's the movie, Zathura's good too. In the movie, they pronounced it Zathura. Okay. Well, I've seen the movie once, but uh, John Favreau, um, he said that it was his object to do as much in camera as possible he wanted no special effects unless well, he that, just could do it no other way that whole bit when the ship and when i'm sorry when the house was yeah. floating through space yeah it was actually they went up and it was floating through space that was all practical the green screened uh, no. house no, no. That, was, that was a 40 actually actually did it in space dollar. right yeah. okay. they took a house up there they wow. had cameras it's a lot of weight. It yeah. w- it wasn't well thought out because a lot of people died because it wasn't airtight. No. I mean, That's a lot a of point. there were a lot Finish of your thought yeah. in that movie that I interrupted. If you can remember what it was, yeah. Can you remember? Great, I just, Dennis. Yeah, this, that, you took lots of notes. Today. I took a few notes. Yeah. Well, can we hear some of them that you you know uh, found interesting or um, relevant? Actually, to you know, you took you wrote them down for a reason. Yeah. Uh, it, it depends on which you know where you want to take the discussion, but um, well, you've listened to the show, you you know it can go all over the place. So I, I again, I I I just thought it was um, it depends on what you expected to see in the movie. I think I didn't know what to expect when I went. Actually, in. I didn't either. Which I, I had, which, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, you, you should go into a movie not knowing what to expect, but, but at the same time, you should be entertained. But after you know, after I I saw the end scene, you know, saw the whole movie. Um, 
you know, there's there's the in the opening scene uh, where you know DiCaprio's character it um, washes up on the beach. Yeah, and he he's you know he sees the old man. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and then you get into the uh, his motivation is to to go home. Right. Right. That's that's the big setup. And then at the end, the coda, the the, the epilogue, whatnot, yes. you know, he gets home, and then you know th- those things, those scenes kind of bookend the movie. But the middle part, <clears throat> where where it's mostly a heist movie with a lot of with lots of action, it doesn't it doesn't really um, address his his wanting to go home, except in a few lines. And well, didn't didn't he agree to do this one job? Right. In order to go home. Yeah, but it's it's a very like indirect indirect way. Yeah. Of addressing that motivation, the body of the movie doesn't directly address that motivation. If that if that makes any sense. It's it seems more of an afterthought that he wants to go home. He he has yeah. a lot of baggage concerning his wife, which let me kind of reveal what what his wife was. Do you know why his wife died? No. I mean, you know his wife, but he was accused with, with murder. Just and again, this is a spoiler. Um, they were trapped in a dream world, and, the, and Leonardo felt it was time to get out. So what he did was he implanted a thought. This is the first inception he ever did. He implanted. Who was trapped in the dream world? Uh, him and his wife. Well, how'd they get there in the first place? Well, how did they get voluntarily. there? Voluntarily, the they they voluntarily did it, but I can't remember why. Well, part of the part of the the, the ethos or whatever of this movie is that you find people who literally start to prefer the dream world to their own. Yeah, and they refuse to come out. They they feel that that you know dying for them um, allows them to get back to that dream world that they so desperately want to be a part of. And if it, not, just doing it without dying. Is, I remember the scene with the old Chinese man mm-hmm. and all those people sleeping. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? They they preferred the dream yeah. world. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Um, well, the first inception he did, and this is why he was so hesitant to do it a second time, was he put the idea in his wife's head that they were. Not in a real world. And this consumed her in the dream world because they were happy in the dream world. So they got out of the dream world. I forget how they did that. Did they fall out or did they? They voluntarily came out of the dream world. Right. Well, they got out because of the, the, the train scene. Yeah. Right? They laid on a train and that was right. going to shock them into waking up. Right. Well, did they die in their dream and that's how they got yeah. out of it? They died in a dream that's and that's right. how they got out of it. Yeah. But that inception, that thought that was put in her head spilled over to real life and the woman was convinced that the real life was a dream world so she tried to kill herself so she'd wake up yeah thinking she was in a dream okay. yeah and she had set it up to where it would look like a murder that her husband had that leonardo had murdered her so he would jump with her too so they could both get out of the dream together because they had to do it together so she did it. She died. She jumped out of off a building. She died. He didn't want to do it because he knew he was in the real world. So he had to run for his life. Okay. Because now he's charged with murder. Did she not have a totem that would tell her she was in the real world? Well, she did have a totem, didn't she? I don't remember. No, she, she locked didn't. it away. She. That's right. I think she she wanted to deny it. She intentionally. She intentionally. So she was crazy. Away. Right. She was well, a little uh, bit crazy. It was because of that inception that he put in his head that in her head it all went wrong. Okay. I think she liked the dream world better than any other world. So yeah, yeah. But just the concept. Who doesn't? Yeah. And it's not the it's not the most original idea in the world, but just you know the whole concept that you know she gets back to the real world and doesn't believe she's in the real world for yeah. whatever reason is a really cool idea. Yeah, that 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 was a cool idea. The, I mean, the, the the movie has has really nice moments overall. I don't whatever. You know, it just didn't do much. I mean, I, I hate to just sit here and bash on the movie. I, I, I think I frankly enjoyed it, and uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to own the movie, yeah. but I definitely want to see it at least one more time. Um, I just, I think that uh, Nolan tried hard enough. Now, it was interesting to me that um, you know, watching this movie, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way that <laughs> people are going to come see this movie to the tune of 460 million dollars or whatever. You know, I wonder, will this movie make its money back? Well, it's been the it's been the top movie two weeks in a row. Really, it, it beat out Saul last weekend. Okay, so I let me look up Box Office Mojo. You guys keep talking. Interesting, yeah, because I if the people out there are flocking to see this movie, I'm frankly pretty surprised by it. I mean, I'm I'm happy for it. Um, you know, it's 
Maybe there's just a lot of crappy movies out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you get brainwashed to some extent, you know, that, uh, oh, man, this is a summer tentpole movie. I've got to go see it. Well, one thing I looked up on uh, AMDB is to see what, what um, users rated it as. You know, really? They have a, like a, a you know, out of 10 stars rating. Yeah. Uh-huh. What'd you get? And it had a, 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 as of yesterday, they had a 9.3. Wow. Which was awfully high. That really surprises me. It I surprised me, too, because I looked at other Christopher Nolan movies that I'd seen, and Dark Knight only got an 8.9. <laughs> Wow. Memento got an eight point seven, and Batman Begins got an eight point three. <laughs> so, I, I don't think Inception was was better than those three. Well, let, 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 it's certainly gotten a lot of good word of mouth. Let me ask you this: Wow, that really shocks and, me. And this this may be, maybe I'm talking too highly about us as viewers. Are I, I'm talking about Brad, Bill, Dennis, and myself? Are we maybe too jaded? Or maybe we just saw the movie for what it was and was just not impressed by it. I mean, do have we seen so many movies that it's just like, eh. You know, I, I honestly, at least for me, I'm not going to answer for any of you cats, but I don't think I am. I, mean, I don't I, think I am either. It has always really bothered me, the the classic um, idea of the, the fanboy who can't be happy with anything. Hmm. I... I try to consciously reject that whole concept. You know, I, I want to see a movie on its own merits. And, and I don't know, maybe that's why I enjoyed it more. You know, I'm no film critic. I don't have to see, you know, 40 movies a week or anything like that. You know, and I understand how someone who, it's his job. You know, because I'm sitting there during, you know, there are parts where I'm looking down at my watch going, how close are we to the end here? You know, is this thing's about to wrap up now? Because I'm having a good time, but I'm also ready for it to be over with. Um, I, I will get that. Um I've I've only walked out of one movie in my life. That was Godzilla 1985. <laughs> I, that was a bad movie. But the good thing is we left that theater and went and saw Real Genius. So you know, that oh, you out win! Well for you me. totally won, dude! I totally won, man. Anything with Val Kilmer in it is awesome. Um, and then, wait a second. What? Now, have you ever walked out of a movie? I've never walked out of the movie. But the only one that I thought about walking out of was Moulin Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you get dragged to that one by your wife? Uh, we, I think we both wanted to see it because really? um, we liked Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. and they did. He, the same director, did um, strictly ballroom. Yes, I think. Yes, Baz, was, ba- Baz you know, Lerman. All that saturated, you know, color and over the top, you know, it just didn't work for me for Moulin Rouge. I, I think the uh, move, Moulin Rouge itself was um, it was a pretty stunning movie visually, and the directing, the yeah. you know, it was pretty awesome. But I didn't like the storyline of the movie itself. So I'm with you. I think um, I, I think it was the Madonna. The Madonna, uh, uh, <laughs> like a virgin yeah, song, yeah, that actually that made odd. me laugh. Um, just just to let you know, budget for Inception, two hundred million dollars. Opening weekend, uh, sixty-two million dollars. That's opening weekend. It was number one last week, if I remember correctly. I think I heard it rain around forty million, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. If that's it, then we're talking a hundred million. That's gonna make its money back. It's fine. I want to go back to Dennis. You said in the middle part of the movie he wasn't. You know, it didn't really scream of his motivation to go see his kids. Right. Was was it not enough for you as a viewer to know that he was going through all this stuff in the middle of the movie so he would have a better chance of seeing his kids? I mean, because he's, yeah. you know, he no, said that, it. That's, that's definitely, you know, very obvious in the movie. Yeah. It's just that, how should I say this? If it was, if that, you know, if that's the primary motivation, I would have expected the movie to have more, like maybe all of the subconscious, you know, uh, projections might all have been Mal, like his 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 wife, yeah, mm-hmm. or something like something that more tied directly into mm, okay. uh, the DiCaprio's characters, his 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 primary motivation. But the body of the mid- of the uh, of the movie, that was not the primary thrust. The primary thrust was to get. Um, the idea implanted into, uh, I can't recall, recall his name. You know. uh, we'll, we'll call him the other entrepreneur, the other uh, the other CEO guy, the young CEO guy. Right, the heir. Yeah, yeah the heir. The yes. heir the, the, to get an idea planted in his brain. And those two themes just didn't mesh together as strongly as I, I thought it should have. Now, I mean, as a sci-fi movie, you know, there's, there's, there's a couple different kinds of sci-fi movies, right? 
You know, there's one kind where, where it actually tries to get you to think right. uh, thematically and, and, and think abstractly and, and you know, universe-creating type things. And then there's another kind that, that's just where sci-fi is just a, kind of a backdrop. Yeah. You know? And I don't, I don't think I'm too jaded because I, you know, I, I really like Transformers 2. Okay, I still haven't seen that. Okay, yeah, and and that's a good example because there—I mean, there are certain movies that you can look at and you go, "I know what that movie's about," but I'm still going to go see it, and you love it. So, yeah, I guess maybe we're not jaded because I mean, there's can't think of one right now. The first Transformers. I mean, did we were we really surprised at how that was going to end? Right. You know, we knew (laughs) we knew what was going to happen. We still went to go see it. We loved it. I loved, and would like to be watching Alien Three right now. I absolutely adore that movie. Okay. You know, so, you know, I don't think I'm jaded. I mean, I uh, like... Yeah, yeah, maybe we're not jaded. Are, are we... I don't know. Well, I, th- I think a lot of it is, uh, when you talk about, you know, is someone jaded, it's, you know, what attitude do you go into the movie with? Because the stereotypical attitude is, well, it's going to suck. And I already know it's going to suck. I don't even know why I'm here watching yeah. this thing. You know, and it's just like, why don't you give it a chance? You know, why don't you just get on the roller coaster and see how the ride is? You know, I mean, why, you know, I don't understand why the stereotypical fanboy is so obsessed with pre-slotting, you know, their expectations for a movie. So, I mean, okay. I'd like to know that. Yeah. And, and seriously, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be derogatory with the, with the, the term fanboy. But again, you know, the stereotype is da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Um, so I would just I'd be interested to know you know what uh, what other people think about this. We had a a couple of Twitter comments. Okay, because I had tweeted, "Hey, we're yeah, gonna. I put one out too." And yeah. Brett, I don't know, am I doing this wrong? How do I tell if someone d- replied to that? Well, you would get a a mention, a mention. Okay, mention. Um, uh, Suburban Hood says I loved Inception, uh, and he com that was a Twitter comment. Okay. He commented more on Forum for Geeks. Cool. But, uh, I can't find that at the moment. Um. Somebody named Bal Fulmore seventy four sixty two said, "You know, our DiCaprio is worthy of an Oscar for the movie." You know, I thought he did a really fine job. I mean, I don't I know agree if it's, with that too. I, I don't know if it's Oscar worthy, yeah. but but is it? Uh, now the actors and actresses are still only getting five nominations, right? It's the movies that are getting ten, right? Yeah. Best right? movie is that yeah. how it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, you know, so is it the is it the fifth or better best acting performance of the year? It's a solid performance, but I mean, come on, there's better performances out there. I mean, it, I'd be interested to know what the other performances would be that would be better than that. Yeah, um, he did a he did a fine job. I think he did everything that Nolan wanted him to do, which is cool. I mean, the dude's no Hayden Christensen. Ian Levenstein says uh, the first half he loved it. The first half did move a bit slow, but the second half made up for it. His only qualm was the shaky cam. <laughs> what is that? Well, during action tilt? sequences, the the concept that the camera is so tight and so shaky that you can't you have a hard time figuring out what's going on. I mean, to some extent, it, it may you know literally nauseate people. Did you, you know, get that the movie itself. out of the movie? Shaky cam. I I don't. That doesn't ring a bell with me. I I, I know what he's talking about. Star uh, Star Trek the motion or Star Trek the recent one had a lot of shaking cam. Didn't yeah, me. yeah. No, I, I I know what he I know what he means, and I think he's probably referring to the action sequences because there were a number of times it. I understand how the directors have to balance that fine line there between I want to move, literally physically move the camera and people feel like they're in the picture with us versus uh, letting the audience know what the heck is actually going on. Well, you know what? Um, Christopher Nolan's uh, fight scenes in Batman Begins okay. were like that. It was really, yeah. really kind of hard to and see what was going on. Exactly, and that's the whole thing. It's hard to, it's hard to literally follow the action. And I think that's probably what uh, Mr. Ian's uh, uh, comment was about. And I'm um, not taking it out of context. Well, let me ask you guys a question. Yeah, please, yeah. please. Uh, you guys do uh, video editing, producing, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. What did you guys think about the editing of the movie and the, and the pacing of it? Um, pacing was a little slow at the beginning. Maybe but that's it, why I was but bored. It, but it, but yeah. it did pick up at the end. Um, you know, a, a movie... From production standpoint, making that movie, it's a feat. There, there was a lot of elements that went involved with it. That, that should be commended. There's one part that, that really kind of took yes. me out of it was um, was when they kept going back to the shot of the van falling into the water. Yeah, Time okay. after time and again. Yeah, well, I mean... Now, if you remember, they, in each layer, time moves differently. Right. So... That I understood, but what that only meant is that every time they shot back to the van, you know, it only felt like 
another two inches. Yes. Well, stuff like that, I know exactly what you're talking about. Stuff like that kills me no. because because I'm an editor, and I would be like, in the time it took to cut to that other shot and to cut back, the van would have fallen a lot farther than that. Well, that 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 was just to establish time difference. That's right. all that was. Yeah, it was almost a still shot. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. but but the that kind of conception was. You're basically seeing a moment frozen in time. But, but, and but, they, they kept showing you how time is advancing slowly through the, the falling um, And, you know, a, a fault with that was the middle story was, um, was 30 Rock. What's, okay. Was, uh, what's that, guy, that guy? Gordon Joseph Gordon. Levitt. His character. Third Rock. You're thinking Third Rock. Third Rock. <laughs> he was actually, Van was moving super slow. He should have been moving equally as slow. Not as slow, but slower. But he was moving at a normal pace. Yeah. Leaving... Uh, and then the Leonardo storyline, that was moving at just regular pace. You know, that's a little flaw in it. You know, Third Rock should have been moving a little slower, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can I can understand that uh, that little nitpick there. Um, I mean, all in all, I thought that final sequence, um, I thought it was fairly brilliant. And, and I, I understand what you're talking about. Um, uh, but uh, for me, it, it didn't take me out of it too badly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to that shot over and over again, it, they, I don't. I think you're right. They didn't need to go back to that shot. What the three? But then or again, four you could look at it as it was. as, hey, it's a dream. Yeah. Weird stuff happens in your dreams. Well, and it the, wasn't. It wasn't confusing or anything. Yeah. It just seemed to drag a little. Yeah, bit. no. Yeah. The the intention was simply to heighten the suspense. You ever try to run in your dreams and your feet are like. Right. Really, you can't hardly yeah. move them. Same type of deal when that van was falling real slow. I guess. Right. It's just you know you know. The the scenes that it cut through, you know, when they're yes. going to the, the, that snow fort and all yeah. that stuff, you know, lots of action, lots of action, and then uh, basically a still shot of a van. Yeah, and then they cut, you know, do something exciting, and he blows up the was elevator. Was it a slow mo shot? I, I think it was. It, it, it was, was an extreme ultra slow slow okay. shot. Now they would cut to the van, and they would also cut to the people in the van, and they and Thirty Rock yeah. would, would or um, Third Rock would would be John Lithgow kind of kind of floating up in the air. Remember that? It was. Uh, I, I thought that was really cool, and the way they. The, the one thing that um, Inception did extremely well, and I'm still not sure how they did this with wires or did they go up in one of those airplanes, but it seemed like they were shooting in zero G on a number of occasions. It did. And it did, that yeah. was an amazing feat. And to do that in camera, because, I mean, you could put people on a green screen, you know, with wires and stuff, and but you're that still not going to get that movement. So yeah. I, I, that's one of the things that I wondered – how in the heck is Christopher Nolan doing this? I mean, just the, uh, yeah, me the, the, wondering the that took me out of it, you know, as much as anything else. It's like, how, you know, what's going on here? It's a lot of, it, and the, you know, the movie is a lot of fun to watch. I mean, there yeah. are scenes in there that just. The, the effects are a lot of fun to watch. I, well, I just think the, the zero gravity scene with, uh, with Third Rock, uh, the way that intercut. 30 Rock. Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, the, the way that the basically zero G scene intercuts with the others, I thought was really incredible. And the fact that, you know, the action is ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. And then it was almost every time you saw that, that van falling, it's almost like a brief heart attack or something like that. It's just like, okay. it's just like, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Oh, my God. You know, it's just like. And it's just you're forced to just stop for a second. And, you know, I don't know what the effect was supposed to be, but it, it felt, you know, fairly bracing to the system. I mean, it, it kind of shocked you out of any reverie you might have been in at the time you know if you're just sitting there kind of eyes kind of glazing over at the action sequence this gives you a second to reflect and kind of figure out you know again it seemed like nolan was trying not to just lose people he wasn't being confusing just for the sake of being confusing that's something that should be mentioned yeah. here um it was just the the story had that many literal layers in it um and so i think he was trying to help the audience out and that makes by, complete sense by going by showing you, you know, the different layers and trying to make it obvious which layer was which, for the you, most part. You know, um, on on uh, Forum for Geeks, yes. I will post a picture that someone sent out of me today of all the layers in Thirty Rock or in Inception. <laughs> okay, and how they all connect. Uh, okay. Someone emailed that yeah. to me. It was pretty interesting. A diagram. It, it's might a, it's be a very nice. good diagram. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, the uh, the architect girl. Yeah, a Juno. Yes, you know there was talk about her making that maze. Remember, there was a lot of talk of her constructing that maze. Yes, 
We never saw the maze. Well, I think the maze. Talking about when he asked her to draw one on the. Yeah. yeah. I think that was just. Well, no. To but see later, if she could, yeah. Later, they, they realize when they're in the third level of the dreams, this is going to take a long. We need to give him time to do stuff. So I need this. I need this layer to be complicated. Mm. So she constructed a, a maze. Do you guys remember this? She constructed yeah. a maze. I think the maze was literally like the the world was a maze. Yeah. There wasn't like a you know a bunch of hedges with left turns and right turns and stuff. Well, remember, then they direct, just took the direct path. They said, well, yeah. we'll have to yeah, use the air shaft. Yeah, they completely bypassed all that. Yeah, they yeah. completely bypassed this maze. That you're anyway, we got one more tweet. Yeah, Noogie99, Nuggie99. I'd like to know how you pronounce that, though. Uh, he says, "Let's I, go with Noogie, Noogie, Noogie nine nine. I I tweeted that you know I didn't care for it or whatever that I was bored or whatever. He says uh, I enjoyed it, but hey, my grandpa said if we all like the same thing, everyone would want your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> get that man. Wise words. A prize. I did get one tweet. Yeah, uh, from Oceanverse. Okay, Mike Schwartz. Mike Schwartz. Haven't seen. I've been able to see it. Can you watch Emmett for the night." Oh, his kid, his yeah, new kid. Yeah, that's <laughs> now, I feel bad about stopping talking about this because you've got a page full of notes there. Well, let's talk more about it. Well, I can just go quick through if, uh, if you're go interested. through it. You got twenty seconds. Go. That's no. Pressure. We'll have some time. Uh, overall, I liked it. Um, I just thought that uh, it wasn't it wasn't a movie that that stood up to much scrutiny. If you, okay. if you really thought about the details, yeah. Uh, and I wrote down a lot of those. You mean like plot holes? Um, lots of plot holes. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't really want. I mean, I know we, we've been cri- you know we've been critical mm-hmm. of the movie, but you know overall, again, I, I really did like it. You know, I liked sitting in the theater. I liked watching it. Really loved the action movie, uh, action scenes, like yes. the heist elements of it. You know, they they get the team together, uh, and it was not much different than you know Ocean's Eleven. Uh, okay, yeah, I'd heard ma- that maybe too. Maybe more somber. You know, I heard that stuff. <laughs> that it was, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I dig that kind of movie where where they get the team together and they go out and do stuff. Um, Mr. Uh, Possible Three, but you know if I, if you, it, it was just one that didn't stand to scrutiny, and um, I didn't think that the sci-fi. Have, have, have any of you guys seen the movie Thirteenth Floor? Let's oh, see, remind dear. me of that because I think yeah. I did. But remind they me, Gretchen Mall. Yes, and, and uh, some, I never saw it. Michael Madsen. Somebody looked kind of like him. But uh, basically, it was, it's another virtual reality type movie. Yeah. Oh, in, that's right. Yeah, in, it in came out the same movie, time as The Matrix. Yes, I think so. Yeah, because people were saying. It's better than Matrix. It's like keep it whatever. That. And Shut in up. that movie, they had a dream within a dream. Okay. Right. And that's about as that's about as far as the um, uh, the similarities between those uh, that movie and Inception go. Yes. But thematically, you know, it's kind of similar. But nobody thinks about you know it's only a backdrop in Thirteenth mm-hmm. Floor. It's not something that you really think about too uh, much. Interesting you know? that, that Nolan took something um, that is not an original idea and makes it feel like an original idea. Mm-hmm. And that's not to knock him in well, any there, way. There aren't any original ideas left. And that's probably the ticket. I mean, I was talking to someone today, and it's just, you know, hey, you know, the, the old adage that there's only eight notes. Yeah. You, know, you, can only put, you can only put eight notes together so many ways, you know, so how many more songs are there left to be written? Yeah. I mean, it's, you're right. I mean, that everything old is new again, I guess. Okay. But all in all, you know, I appreciated, um, um, the way that uh, Nolan worked us, and um, I think some people probably won't follow it all, and some people wonder what the big deal is. And uh, well, I mean, apparently, what was it ninety? I mean, what, what was the what was the percent that li- liked it? Ninety percent, ninety-three percent on IMDb, yeah, nine point yeah. three I mean, out of ten. I, what? I'd, I'd like to think I'm in touch with what people like and don't like, or I can appreciate it. But this just, I mean, to like it that much, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it almost I felt would like gi- I would give it a solid B. It almost felt know? like Frank Herbert wrote it. <laughs> You know, some movies are made to, to, to send a message or to, for lack of a better way to say it, to teach you something. Okay. And some are just made to entertain. You know, which one was this? I, I would say entertain because okay. I don't think I'd there's any type I'd of deep meaning. Yeah. I mean, is it, it like a puzzle because I mean, of the layers and stuff? I, I heard I heard your your commentary on Lost. Uh huh. Right. And. Uh, is it possible that if you if you saw the movie again, you know, for free, uh, yeah. just to give it a, another shot, and kind of disregard some of the details, you know, some of the sci-fi details, just like in Lost, right? Uh-huh. You, you kind of see it as an ensemble piece where there's a lot of character development, and you know, there's there's a lot of um, 
really good acting in there. A lot of good scenes, a lot of interesting scenes, but not something that, that you have real answers for, just like in Lost. Mm -hmm. Not something that, that is really going to stand up a lot of scrutiny, you know, trying to tie up various loose ends to, to, to complete something that, that there really isn't there to complete. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how I saw the movie, where it's, there's, there's plenty of loose ends that, that, that's going to fuel a bunch of speculation. As, what does this mean? What does that mean? But um, I just don't know if there is enough heft in the movie to, to, to justify that, that there is actually something there to be figured out. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that's good. So if you, if you tried seeing the movie again you know, with different expectations. Well, see, I had zero expectations going in. I had no idea what it was right. about. Right. And I had the you know, same thing with me. It's just the first scene, yeah. like the first scene where you see uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's movie, uh, a character coming in and, and confront the old uh, Asian guy. Yeah. Uh, that sets up a certain kind of movie. And the rest of the movie just really didn't, for me, it, it didn't really address that until the very last scene. Yeah. And, and the, within the body of the movie, the only, the only thing that really ties directly those those two bookend scenes last like five seconds. It's just about, you know. And to me, that's just really kind of disjointed. But if I take, you know, uh, if they edited it a little differently, right? If they kind of downplayed the bookend scenes and focused on the the action part, the the heist movie part, uh, maybe you would have liked it better. You know, I I want I want to go back to those bookend scenes in just a moment, yeah. Brad. Oh, I was going to say I I did enjoy the the first part of the movie and when they uh when you find out that that's actually a dream you know and then when they woke up or whatever but it seemed like at that point what at that point they're still in a dream right and then they yeah. wake up again on the train i was like okay right. really and i think at that point it kind of made me go hmm i think i know what i'm in for and then for the next 45 minutes i was just so it, did you it, see the scene where they're getting shot at in the in the in the van? Well, like oh, I yeah. said, I the last thing I saw was them meeting the chemist. Oh, that's true. That's that's got to be beforehand because the the chemist was driving the van. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you missed a lot of the action scenes. Yeah, okay. you did. It, it does pick up once they get into that first dream. It picks up dramatically. Well, I mean, you know, pace wise. Maybe I'll give it a shot if I can get in free again. Um, I'm about to say, you know, uh, when it comes out on DVD, you'll just get past past the first hour, and uh, you might. Uh, might enjoy the uh, the last uh, eighty minutes. <laughs> you, you know, just a final comment on what you said about that about the bookend parts about the old man. Yeah. Um, you know, I think w what Christopher Nolan was trying to get you, the viewer, to understand. I think there was supposed to be a shock there, because as as they established, if you die in a dream or when you die within a dream in a dream, yes, you can. You know, you may be asleep only for an hour, but you will feel like you were living years in there. And apparently that old man had lived. That's That was like the shock. This guy has lived like 80 years in the dream world. It seemed yeah. like it has seemed like 80 years to him. And I think that was supposed to be the shock. It's like, wow, this this guy's so old. He's lived 80 years in this dream or whatever it was. Well, and I, I think that was like the revelation. Oh, that guy you saw at the beginning? He's been dreaming for 80 years. Well, part of the, I mean, there are a number of those gotcha moments, like where the, you find out that, uh, yes, killing yourself in the first level of a dream state is a ticket to getting back to awakeitude. But second, third layer down, killing yourself uh, might just send you to limbo. You might, you very well might not get back. In fact, you probably won't get back to your conscious self and so you know you find the assumption you've been working under most of the movie that hey no sweat all i gotta do is you know throw myself under a train to get out of here you know is no longer valid um just you know fairly heavy concept um and the idea that uh, each level you know much like you know a regular dream you know that dream felt like it went on for a half hour or an hour or three mm -hmm. hours or whatever and of course you know i mean physiologically it took what 2.7 seconds yeah. Something like that. You know, it was one burst of REM, basically. You know, that entire dream. And the the first level, second level is is all well and good. But as they're talking about having to dive down to the third level, um, they were talking about maybe not being able to get out for, what, 10 years of their time or yeah. 50 years of their time or something like that. 
because they had to they had to time their exits to you know the the next level up. Um, uh, was just, there was a lot of coordination going on there. Um, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of tech talk going on. You know, um, what people used to uh, kill Voyager for. You know, too much. Uh, you know, too much talking about techno babble. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, too much. Uh, there was quite a lot of techno babble. Um, the techno babble was was pretty necessary though. Okay. Well, how about we wrap this up? Okay. That's that do Tip. another one, Dennis. Can you stay for another show? Yeah. Okay. Right, Sweet. Cool. Now, before we go, though, I do have to get the answer to the last week's riddle. Oh, that's right. The oh, paragraph. The excellent. paragraph, which I'll reread. And we have a winner. Um, first, let me tell you, I read a paragraph, and there was something unusual about it. I'm did you hear it, Dennis? It I did. Did you know what it was? I think I did, uh, but I knew it was going to be on the show, so. Okay. okay. Right. Let, let us know if you're right. Okay. okay. So the riddle, here's the riddle. Now, let me reread it. This is an unusual... This is an unusual paragraph. I'm curious just to how quickly you can find out what is so unusual about it. It looks so ordinary and plain that you would that you would think nothing is wrong with it. In fact, nothing is wrong with it. It is highly unusual, though. Study it and think about it. But it, you still may not find anything odd. But if you work at it a bit, you might find out. Try to do so without any coaching. So that's the riddle. Okay. Or that's the riddle. Now, what do you think is the answer, Mr. Pooh? Uh, uh, the thing that came to mind was that there's no E. There's and, no E in the and paragraph. that is correct. There's no letter that, E in that whole paragraph. That my whole mom has been watching a lot of... Something? No, my mom's been watching a lot of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. So that's it. That's all it was. There were no when, E's. And you said that when you know what the answer is, and then you look at the paragraph, you want to go, duh. Yeah. But, uh, yes. I mean, yeah, as soon as... I mean, as soon as it's pointed out, like, right. there are no E's, it's like, oh, of course. And then, you know, E's just such a common letter. If, it is really difficult to use words that don't have, yeah. to form a, one complete sentence with words that don't have the letter E in them. I mean, it's like the the most populous letter in all of our language. Even and even in a silent way, too. You know, even the si- the dreaded silent E, mm-hmm. that will, the ninja E, right? you know, it's there, but you don't hear it. So... Anyway, we have two winners. How'd you get two? Because um, they came in very close together. Okay. And, and plus, that was all the people who answered. <laughs> Zoe's, uh, <laughs> Zoe's teacher in kindergarten called that the magic E, by the way. The magic because E? Because the, the magic E makes the, makes the vowel before it say its name. Oh. Yeah. Magic E. You Come know, again. when two vowels go walking, the first so, one yeah. does, does the document. So it turns mal or mal to Wait, say that male. again. When two vowels go walking, the first one does the talking. Really? I don't except know. In cer- that. Except in certain, certain words. Yeah. Well, of course, it's English. There's always going to be an like exception. Like believe. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you drive yourself crazy trying to figure out all the exceptions in English? Yeah. That's a good time. Okay. The first person who is able to give us a comprehensive list of all the, ex- the exceptions <laughs> in the English language uh, gets um, a free... Um, I'll give him a, a Neck massage. Novel. <laughs> Free or, neck massage. Or graphic novel. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so who won? Oh, we have two. Um, Callum. Callum Wait. Reavy? Yeah. Callum Yay. Reavy. And Good John day, Wimmer. Mate. John Wimmer? Yeah. How did, how did they contact you? How you uh, go, via John? email. They Emails. followed, the, they followed the, the rules. Okay. They sent me an email and stuff. And so I'll do the voicemail on their entry machine. Just tell me what you want to say. Did they, say that's did they? fantastic. <laughs> Have you contacted them? Uh, no, not yet. I wanted to announce it Announce here. on the show? So, I'll not, so they'll, they'll find out here, and then I'll contact It's very so exciting. Are Where you going to uh, like go to their, fly to their house and, and talk into their in phone? In Calhoun, they'll just have to, or, or uh, he'll just have to send me his phone. I'm not going to Australia. i got better things to do. Callum? Callum. So. Callum, look, why do I have trouble with this name? You have trouble with the English language, period. Me, no, not. Um. So how no, what I'll do is I'll just send them an MP3. So how are they gonna, how are they gonna get that on their phone? Uh, they'll play it on a speaker and hold and the phone. Hold the phone. Oh, okay, I guess it works. Give yeah. us, uh, give us an example. Are you, you gonna let them, them write a, it? Uh, yeah, they can write it. Oh, okay. Whatever they want me to say. Yeah. Send them within a, reason. You know. Send them an MP3. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, Callum and John, just don't use words over six letters each. Please. Me no smart that way. Okay. Do we got anything else, Brad? Do you have something? Do you have a tw- sorry a tweet? <sighs> Bleep that out now. No. Shocking. Um, I just need to use the restroom. Shocking. So I'm just going to. 
No, I mean we've got I've got tweets and words of the week and all sorts of stuff. But if you just want to get with the music, we'll do this uh, next week. Music's already playing. Yeah, That's too we'll bad, play, it, we'll it? play it next week for sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure um, you will. Be sure to listen to, to Half Hour Wasted. Yeah, I'll be listening next week, week to find out if you if you play my stinking tweet. <laughs> um, be sure to visit the Forum for Geeks, um, which is at theforumforgeeks.com. Because frankly, also, I'm wondering what the odds are. <laughs> Well, be sure to check out Legion of Dudes every Thursday. And speak of And you know, the more I think about this, the hotter under the collar I'm getting. <laughs> drop us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com or drop us an individual email at either Frank, Bill, or Brad at, g- at halfhourwasted.com. And until next week. Thanks to Dennis for stopping by. I was going to let Dennis be less, so. Uh, I'm Brad. I'm Frank. Oh, now my mic's up. Yes, now it's up. <laughs> I'm Dennis. And we'll see you next week on Half Hour Wasted. This is I Beckett. Hey, you people are dorks.